You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And as you know, this is the podcast where we strive to separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the hot wife cuckold lifestyles, as well as some of the BBC lifestyle thrown in there just for good measure. Um, I'm actually recording this. Um, I'm in Atlanta for Splash Week. And many of you by now have heard my brother, uh, Mr. Mocha, on the show quite a few times. You know, he... Him and his lovely wife, Mrs. Mocha, have the O-Faces podcast. If you haven't tuned into it, make sure you do. And he was kind enough to uh, to open his home up to me to give me a space to crash, you know, as we get ready for Splash here in Atlanta. So I'm actually in Atlanta right now in the home of Mr. Mocha. Why don't you say what's up, my brother? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back on again. I mean, I didn't know if I was uh, going to get banned from the show because my wife told me. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to Tone it down. I said, but this is, when we when we do bullshit, we can say what we want to say. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. That's the, that's the whole point of it. So we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about tonight. Like I said, we kind of wanted to take advantage of the fact that, you know, we're in the same place and Splash hasn't officially started yet, so we don't have to deal with all the craziness and everything. And um, so the topic that we came up with was, uh, I guess, this episode is is directed towards the the couples in the lifestyle and we wanted to talk about talk to the husbands yeah this mainly directed to the husbands because we know that they're usually the point of contact mm-hmm. and this is about us just talking about and and giving them some insight on engagement engagement the the, the proper way to as you put it the proper way to court a bull and when we use the term bull we understand that in this lifestyle, it gets used very loosely. But for the purpose of this conversation, we are talking about those exemplary types of gentlemen. You know, gentlemen with a track record, gentlemen with references, gentlemen with, you know, when you talk to people who know them, they have nothing but good things to say about them. In other words, that upper echelon type of guy. Because being that those guys are keenly aware of their worth. If you approach them the wrong way, you know, you can fuck up your chances because, because, because guys of that caliber are not, they're not desperate. Mm -hmm. So if they feel offended or if they feel like you're approaching them the wrong way, you'll lose their interest. And it doesn't matter how hot your wife is. Like those kinds of guys are not going to compromise their principles. Mm, exactly. And I think that, um, I think this, this is an important episode because I get this at this question. I get questions all the time or I get approached by, uh, couples, you know, the husbands often, and even more now that I have so much more stuff up on my social media, but there is a way for you to approach a guy, if you if you want, if you're interested in him, um, one of my biggest frustrations is the way husbands often approach you. And for me personally, you know, like I said, you know, I I get to be unfiltered. I'm not hard up for sex. I'm not hard up for pussy. You know, at the end of the day, I love being a bull in the lifestyle, but. I've great. I have a phenomenal wife at home, and I'm not hard up for good sex. I just enjoy. I enjoy being a bull in the lifestyle. So what happens is, you get a message. I get messaged all the time on different platforms, whether it's on lifestyle platforms, SDC, SLS, um, Twitter, Reddit, on all these different platforms. You have a husband reach out to you, but it's usually the approach that turns me off quickly. And for couples who are a lot of couples complain, they can't find a good 
bull. And usually it's because of your approach. You're going to find some guys who just don't care and they will fall for anything. But for me, I was telling you know Mike earlier, one of my big, one of the things I dislike the most, and I've said it even before on, other, on our podcast, on my profile, there's pictures, there's videos you can see a 360 angle. <laughs> you can see everything that I do and have, and I'll get couple, I'll get a husband who has absolutely no pictures on their, their profile, who reach out to me and go, "Hey, my wife likes you. Would you like to get together?" And literally every single time, I like look at the message, and I'm saying to myself, "Do I want to respond? And how do I want to respond?" Because You've seen everything that I have to offer, which is what attracted you to my profile, but you don't come bearing the gifts that I have. Meaning, since I'm a man and I'm a visual creature, if you reach out to me and you don't have pictures of your wife on your profile, or if you have a picture of her feet or one weird-ass angle where you can barely make out what she looks like, and I'm not saying put her face on. But men are physical creatures, visual creatures, rather. So at least when you reach out to me, send me a few pictures that give me an idea of what I'm looking at. Now, if you reach out to a guy who has no pictures on his profile, which you probably will not do. If you reach out to a guy like that, then no. Why should you put a bunch of pictures on there? But if you're looking at my profile and you see everything about me, why would you reach out to me without first sending me, giving me the opportunity to be physically attracted like you know your wife will be to her like she was to me? So that, that frustrates me there. And then the next thing is when you reach out to me, don't say, hey, want to fuck my wife? Because... Just because, you know, we're we're in this lifestyle, it doesn't remove the basic basic etiquette of a conversation. Right, right. Hi, how are you? My wife and I saw your profile. We really like it. Here's a couple of pictures of her. Because of our jobs, we can't show her face, so her face is blurred out. But I want you to have a good idea of what her body looks like. So send me... And she doesn't have to be be nude, but if she's wearing a, a fucking sweatpants and sweatshirts and I have no idea what her body looks like, then no, why? How are you seducing me to be interested when you saw my profile and saw everything, you know, from right. how I fuck? And then the funny thing is this. You'll talk to people, and this is the thing that annoys me more than anything else. They will have one picture on their profile. And they will look at 50 pictures that I have and 30 videos and say, hey, can you send us pictures? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't send you pictures. You got one picture and and it's like, now I understand that some guys will do it, but honestly, there's so many couples who've complained that they can't find a quality guy, but you're not doing things that's going to attract a quality guy. You're not putting yourself out there. And on the internet, we all take a risk. I get it. We all take a risk. But if you want quality, you have to court that person properly because I know with Mrs. Mocha and I, on our profile, you can see our face, you can see our bodies, all of these things. So when I reach out to a guy, I usually say, hey, how are you? My wife and I noticed your profile. I think my wife would really like you. Please take a look at my profile, and if you're interested, let's chat. That's usually where I go with it. It's polite. It's simple, and you can see what we have to offer. And I'm not going to reach out to a guy if I don't see what he looks like. You know, and for me, that's that's part one of courting. You know, it's like when you go hunting, you take the right bait. <laughs> and for a man, the correct bait is visual. Let me see what you're trying to share. Now, one thing that we we talked about 
before I hit the record button. And being that you and I both have couples profiles, so we 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 know the lame shit that a lot of dudes come with. Oh yeah. But I think that the important thing for couples to understand, because the good bulls, I think that we do this is when we approach a couple for the first time, we try to glean as much information as we can. Like, what can I find out about this person before I even have that first conversation? In other words, what are, what are they saying in their profile? What are they saying in their pictures? Like, how much information can I gather before I even introduce myself? Because obviously they have this profile for a reason. So I'm, I'm going to read everything that they've written. I'm going to read their certs. I'm going to look at their pictures you know, just to give me whatever information that I can so that in, in, in the course of conversation, I have things that I can talk about, whether it's from a sexual standpoint, like, wow, I, I noticed that a lot of your pictures, she's getting fucked in this position. Is that a favorite position of her? In other words, letting you know that I paid attention. So the way that that pertains to this is I think that it would help couples out specifically the husbands out a lot if before you even wrote a guy look at his profile what is his profile telling you like you said okay this guy has he has pictures he has videos not only does he have pictures in his and videos but I can see that he has pictures and videos with different women you know so he's you know he's making these connections and he's you know, he's forming some type of bond with these women and they feel comfortable being photographed, whether it's the husband sharing the pictures or you taking the pictures yourself. But it's like gather as much information as you can, because like you said, if you're if you have all of these pictures out there and you have all of these videos out there, but yet you talk to somebody and they're still asking you for pictures and videos, it makes you think like, didn't you look at my profile? <laughs> like, you know, it makes me think that. It's some guy who who really doesn't have a wife or he has a wife who doesn't know what he's doing and he wants to see pictures and he wants to enjoy them himself. You know, <clears throat> because, I mean, obviously, if you've been in this game long enough, it's, it's happened to you where you've talked to somebody for, you know, two weeks and then find out, oh, well, my wife, she's not into it yet. You know, but for the, the couples who are serious, for me, my information, for me, the next step my information gathering really comes not necessarily from like I get some information from their profile, but I do understand that a lot of people have doing you know, their private. They want to be very careful. Everybody's still paranoid. I get it. So if you private message me, then yes, send me pictures so I can see what I'm dealing with. And then to me, the next, my next frustration is I don't want to text you for two weeks. Step two to me is this. We've established that there's mutual attraction. I like your wife. Your wife likes me. You are a couple that I would enjoy hanging out with. The next step to me is let's verify. Let's get on the phone and have a conversation. The husband and I. First, we're going to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. If you are like, oh, I don't. Because I've had couples where I say, well, let's let's. Talk on the phone. Oh, well, uh, I'm not comfortable giving out my number. And I've said, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my number, and you can just call me from a blocked number, and I'll answer. You know, and although that's still a little well, annoying. Well, let me, let, me, let me hit on that real quick because I've had this conversation with, with people many times. That objection, meaning from the couple, that objection – it carried a lot more weight 10 years ago. Now you have so many different apps. Like when I say we can talk, I don't necessarily mean a phone call, like, like, like old school, like phone numbers. Like I just mean a voice conversation. You got Skype, you've got WhatsApp, you've got telegram. Like there are a number of different ways that we can have a voice conversation without us even exchanging numbers. You know what I'm saying? So if you're objecting to that, then I'm going to think one of a few things. Either A, this guy is full of shit. Mm -hmm. Because in this day and age, 
that's a, ways around it. Yeah, that's that's a bullshit excuse. I mean, like, if you don't want me to have your number, okay, that's fine. But we, we have a number of other options that don't involve me having your phone number. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even if it is just a phone, you can get a Google Voice number. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people in the lifestyle that have Google Voice numbers. Like, yeah. there, there are ways to get around giving out your number. And like you said, exactly. you, you can call me, block your number. Like, I'm not... I'm not scheming for your number. Exactly. I just, just want like, to talk to you. Dude, you're not that fucking important. Knock it off. Exactly. And then you reached out to me. Like, that's it. You reached out to me. I have no desire to send pictures back and forth and text message you for, for six months. Okay. What I want to do is the text messages and the pictures are to establish an attraction. So once you've sent me pictures and we've established an attraction... I personally, and I'm not, I can't speak for all guys. I personally, this is simply to establish we are interested and we want to meet. I'm not going to send you a thousand pictures because you're going to see me in person. So step one, we've had a conversation. We know what each other looks like. And we've text enough to understand that, yes, this is going to go somewhere. The next step is we need to get on the phone and we have a conversation. Now, this is where I've been. I've had challenges in the past. You get on the phone and you talk to the husband. I'm going to talk to you one time. And then the next time. I need to have your wife on the phone. The three of us. All three of us need to speak. So I know that all of us are on the exact same page. Mm hmm. She knows that I exist because how many times have I encountered a guy who I've spoken to and his wife, he hasn't spoken to his wife. That doesn't work for me. If you're reaching out to me and you say, hey, my wife is interested in you, that means you've already showed her my pictures and you've told her that you've talked to me. She's seen our discussion and you and her have already had a dialogue about this. So now when I get on the phone, all three of us are going to speak so that we all know that we're interested in the same thing. You know, that's something that to me is a big deal because oftentimes guys are trying to maneuver their wives into something. And then it feels like you're deceiving me, which me personally, I have very little patience for deception Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not a deceptive person. I don't play any games. I am who I am. I do what I say I'm going to do. So if we're texting and I say, Hey, Let's have a phone conversation. I'm only going to ask you that maybe maybe two times before I'm just going to stop talking to you because what are you really trying to do here? Yeah. You know know I asked you the question. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not interested in having phone sex with you. Okay. That's not what I do. There are some people out there who would be interested, but that's not my thing. And now when I get on the phone and all of us talk, the next step to me is either A, we can – meet in a public place if that makes you comfortable or B, we can set up a place to meet and actually have a good time. At the end of the day, this shouldn't take six months. And if you think it's going to take six months, you should at least have the decency to say, Hey, we're not quite there yet. Would you be interested in hanging out with my wife and I for a while and, you know, because she's she's interested. And when I talk to her, she says, yes, I'm interested. I'm not there yet, but I'd like to give me the option. And then I can say yes or no. I know me personally. I'm not interested in courting your wife for six months. That's just not my thing. So the long game is not really your thing. That the long game, the long game from the standpoint of when I look at it like this, if the wife says, I am interested in this lifestyle. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when there's a husband who's trying to get his wife into the lifestyle without her knowing it, no, I have no interest. That's why I go through different, I, I guess I can say layers of security where it's, <laughs> you know, for, you know, I need to speak to your wife. Like we need to speak and we're not going to wait. You and I aren't going to be texting back and forth for months you know, for three weeks before I speak to her because I've wasted my time over the years so many times with some guy who his wife doesn't know what's going on. 
Now know, be honest, in, 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 in the interest of, of full disclosure, I guess it's, you know, I was this way even before I had my, my, my podcast. I enjoy the long game. You know what I'm saying, and you know, I've I've had conversations with husbands, and and like I said, that that's how I got to the point where I where I I, I had a podcast was because I just enjoyed the process of gathering information. You know what I'm saying, and like I could talk to a husband even even if it was bullshit, because for me it was giving me insight into how these people think, and I I totally understand why the majority of bulls don't want to go that route because they're, they're not looking to get out of it necessarily with like, for me, it was almost like I was doing my fucking college thesis on it. Like I was just trying to gather. And if that information led to a wife, great. But if it didn't, I just wanted to get the information out of his head, but I'm an anomaly as far as that's concerned. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I and I and I recognize that, like most guys, you know, especially the good guys, the good guys have options, like, and and that's one thing that I definitely would like couples to take away from this conversation that me and you were having is the guys out there that are really good, the good bulls, the quality bulls. You best believe they have a lot of options. So the moment they start detecting any level of bullshit or like game playing, they have a very short fuse. I'm not going to say they blow up and, 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 and get upset, but they'll, they'll cut it off. And you know, some, cause it's not, cause they don't need it. Here's the, I, I guess I'll say this and this is going to sound weird because there are so many couples out there who don't know how to approach a bull we don't have many options. Just like there, for all the guys who there's a hundred well, okay, guys. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me. So you let me you don't think you, you have options? Let me. Let me tell you what I mean. There's a hundred guys that will fuck your wife, but out of that hundred guys, there's only about ten that's going to give your wife what she's looking for. There's a hundred couples that I can. I have the option of playing with, but there's only five that I would choose to play with because the husband and the wife are on the same page. The husband is up front. I don't have to play games. I have no problem communicating with a couple for a long period of time before we play. I have an issue with people who are not decisive or people who aren't on the same page. And just like it's hard to find quality bulls, it's very hard to find a quality cuckold couple. It's very difficult to find a quality couple. And what happens is oftentimes, I can't tell you how many times someone's reached out to me and I stopped talking to them because they did not want to play on the same playing field. They weren't fair in their expectations. They expected me to provide information and me to answer questions and me to do certain things that they were not willing to do. They weren't even down to people like, hey, let's talk on the phone. Don't ask for my phone number if you're asking to have a conversation on the phone. Because if I say, hey, I'd like to talk to you on the phone, I'm going to send my phone number. Mm -hmm. If I want to see what your wife looks like, I'm going to send a picture. If I want a video of your wife having sex, I'm going to send a video. Don't ask me for something that you haven't offered first. Or at least are willing to provide. No, that you have not offered first. Because by you saying, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Me personally, you don't value me the way I value you because when I'm in a presence of a couple that I like, the husband's going to get the utmost respect. I respect the scene that we're in. I respect the rules. Your wife is going to be pleased thoroughly. If she's the kind of woman that want, that, that enjoys text messages, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I'm going to go above and beyond 
for her because I understand that you're offering me something that after years of doing this, I realize it's very difficult to get what I really want. So that being said, if you want the true experience, if you want the fantasy that you're looking for to be complete, you have to open yourself up and offer what you expect. Yeah, I feel that. Be honest, be open, and before you ask me for something, did you offer it? Now I get it. You may reach out to me and send me a picture of your wife and she may I may not be attracted to her. I may not I may not like her because everyone's not going to like me, but at least you showed me that you were willing mm-hmm. to put yourself out there. And once again, I'm not asking for a picture of her face, but don't send me a picture of her thigh or her feet or her hands or some awkward ass <laughs> angle where I can't like dude, what the I can't see what she looks like. Now, say you, you, before we started recording, you had said something about the whole leg and foot thing. Why don't you say? I, I think our listeners need to hear you say that. Well, I, I'm trying, like you know the picture where like if if I were if you asked me for a picture and I sent you a picture of my feet or sent you a picture of just my back, we're zoomed in on my back or or one of my thighs. You think I was on fucking crack? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> but you'll send me a picture of your wife where I can't tell if she's four feet tall or six five. I can't tell. I can't tell if she's 110 pounds or 240 pounds. There's no way to tell because you're sending me these weird ass pictures. And at the end of the day, I'm attracted to a lot of different things. So just because, you know, you think that, oh, well, he he may not like her because you may be actually had a, a a woman who I played with recently and I find her very attractive. And she's like, Oh, well, I looked at the women who you fuck on your on your page and I don't fit the mold. And I'm like, Well, that doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to you. That just mean that just means that I just those happen to be the women who are who are willing to be filmed. You know, who every woman is not going to be okay with you putting them on camera. So if you're bold enough to reach out to me, be bold enough to be honest and show me what you really look like. Because that's what I'm going to do. You know, I know if you see me in the summertime, I got a six pack. But if you see me between June and May, I don't have a six pack. <laughs> it's not gonna happen because I'm I'm putting on masks for the summertime. That's just that's just how I am. So let me let me on on that note. Let me ask you something. Just I guess it's a, it's an awareness question. When you find yourself dealing with a wife who feels like you're out of her league, how do you typically respond to that? I think that there's no such thing. No, no. I'm tell you what. This what I tell her. There is no such thing as being out of someone's league because every single person, if you go right now, whoever you are, and stand naked in the mirror and look at your body, all right? Look at all your imperfections, all your flaws, all things that you don't like. Then I want you to imagine the hottest person that you've ever seen. That hot person, to want to somebody out there who's the hottest person you've ever seen, you're the hottest person he's ever seen. And I can tell you from plenty of experience, people look at someone and go like, man, you find her hot? Yes, I find her hot, but you don't. That's just, there's no such thing as being out of your league. It's just, it doesn't work like that. There are a lot of women who don't find me attractive. I mean, I had a a young lady who I I found very attractive, and she said, point blank, period. Well, I don't like your body type. You're not the kind of guy that I like. I mean, I I didn't take it personal at all because I'm not the kind of guy that she likes. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you know, you have some woman, like, I had a lady who reached out to me. She's like, oh, well, you know, 
I, I weigh a couple extra pounds and blah, blah, blah. And she sent me these pictures, and I'm like, bring those couple extra pounds over here, honey. I got those covered. Don't worry about it. You know, but so there's no such thing as out of your league, you know, because everyone has a person that, that they find attractive that finds them the same way. It's, it's just so I don't I don't subscribe to that whole out of your league thing. And I and I get that. I guess what I'm asking is I understand your views on it, but that still doesn't change the fact that you've encountered it, that you've had people say that to you. So I'm just curious when someone says that to you, you know, and especially when it's women that are kind of like newer to the lifestyle, like they haven't they haven't. Oh, you mean when they said directly to me? Yeah, like when they haven't they haven't quite broken through on the confidence standpoint yet. And there's someone who I want who I'm attracted yeah, to. Yeah, like you're attracted to them, but they feel like like they look at you <clears throat> like like you said, like she might write you or say something like, Well, I don't look like the women that you typically have your pictures with. I'm I don't see myself as the type that you typically go after. I'm just kinda curious, like and here's why I say that. One of the things that I enjoy and I, I don't I like I don't really have a type myself like mm-hmm. like I feel like if I talk to you if I'm putting forth a sincere effort I can find something about you for the most part that I find attractive and it could be anything it could be I like the way this woman laughs or the way she walks or her energy or like like there's something about you that I find attractive mm-hmm and I enjoy that process. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. Like sometimes there's just that that chemistry, that energy, just it just isn't there. Um, but I, I do enjoy the prospect process of dealing with a woman who maybe she doesn't see herself the way that I see her and 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 helping her see what I see like, no, I find you attractive and I'm going to show you what it feels like to be with a man that finds you alluring, attractive, enticing. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just curious as to when you find yourself in that situation where you're dealing with a woman who hasn't Mm. come into her confidence yet. Does that make you like, go harder when I say harder I mean like okay I'm gonna make this woman feel and see what I see because I see a lot of value in her I see beauty in her I see sexiness in her but I can tell that she hasn't gotten there yet like how do you process that when you encounter it I mean if in in an actual encounter I think that's different because if we're face to face and I'm in a position, and we're having that conversation. I'm a very honest person, <laughs> and my honesty gets me in trouble. My eyes aren't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hear Mrs. Mokit in my yeah, ear. exactly. Right her telling me like, calm down. But I have encountered women like that. But you know something? My eyes aren't going to lie. My touch is not going to lie. You know what I'm going to say to her is genuine. You know, you don't, to me, if you have that beauty or that sexiness that I like, you may think that, but my touch is not going to lie. Mm-hmm. My dick's not going to lie. I mean, like, I, you I know, can't fake a hard on. You know, you, you, at the, you know, at the end of it, she may wonder, she can leave wondering why do I find you attractive? Because I've had women say, I don't know how you find me attractive. But if you listen to that statement, Mm -hmm. I don't know why or how you find me attractive. But the one thing you will be damn sure of is you know that she knows how you feel. She knows that I'm attracted to her. Mm -hmm. You might have a hard time wrapping your head around it, but you're going to know. But she knows. And, and to me, it's those statements that always have always been strange to me because when I'm looking at you and I'm when I'm looking at her and when I'm touching her and I'm feeling her, I'm just as excited about it as she is because we're sharing this energy. 
you know, you're sharing that touch, you're sharing that that sensation. And like I said before, you know, I mean, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, you know, if I'm not attracted to you, I'm not, I mean, I'll be polite, but I'm not going to be trying to go at you like that. That's just not what I do, you know. And so if I come at, if I come at a woman and I'm flirting with her and I'm trying to seduce her, it's because I'm attracted to her. And I've told women in the past, I've told lots of women in the past, don't ever say that to a guy. Don't ever say that. that, it, that just for the benefit of the listeners, be more precise. When you say don't say what to a guy. If I, if, I, if I am flirting with you and I'm trying to, if I'm trying to get your attention, don't ever ask me what do you see. Don't ever say, well, I'm out. don't tell me that you're out of my league. Don't insult my taste. Okay, I'm looking at you. I think you're fucking gorgeous, and now you're telling me that I got bad taste. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but it, 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 in that same breath, though, I understand that it may be something that you don't particularly care for. But at the same time, can you understand when they say it? Can you understand where it's coming from? So this this is where the another standpoint on it when I speak to women. Mm-hmm. I'm a very honest person. I'm a very direct person, but I don't believe in using my power to hurt people. There's a lot of scumbag guys out there who saw you from across the room and went, oh, my God, she is fucking gorgeous. And he walks up to you and he tries to talk to you and you open your mouth and say, oh, I'm out of your league. Now what you've just done was given him way too much fucking power. You mean he's out of her league? No, when she's yeah, when no, when she says to him, he saw her from across the room. He thought she was gorgeous. He right. goes over and speaks to her, and she opens her mouth and goes, "Oh my god, I thought I was out of your league." Don't give that guy that much fucking power. He came over to you. You saw him eyeballing you. You you can see the desire in his eyes. I know sometimes some women think it's a compliment, or you may say to yourself, "Oh my goodness, this guy's out of my league." But don't don't say it out loud. I mean, in my opinion, no guy deserves to have his ego stroke that hard. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't don't diminish or minimize your beauty or your attractiveness. For me, that's not a that's that's not a turn on when a woman says that to me. I don't need my ego stroked. You know, and we're offering some. We're offering each other something that's equal i'm attracted to you you're attracted to me obviously you're not out of my league because i'm in your face i'm staring at your ass i'm following you around instead of these other 200 women that's in the fucking club so for me i would always tell women i understand you may feel that way but don't verbalize that because a lot of guys will take advantage of that and that that is not unique to guys in the lifestyle. Guys in the lifestyle will take advantage of it too. You won't because you're not a scumbag. When a woman says that to you, now you're on a mission to prove to her that she's worthy. Every guy's not like you. Every guy's not going to see that as an opportunity to to boost her self esteem. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys see that as an opportunity to knock her down the peg and and go oh yeah you're right you should be happy to be with me no i so that so for me like when a woman says that to me i am usually like hey don't don't say that why would you not be i'm talking to you right <laughs> i i approached you yeah, so i came over here we, i'm 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 shooting my shot there's 47 other women here and i'm in your face yeah like sometimes you gotta help them kind of get out of their own way. Yeah, you know, they don't 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 do that to yourself. Now to go back, what we originally started talking about about you know husbands and and and, and courting a bull, because we we come in contact with all different kinds of women, shapes, sizes, age groups. Mm-hmm. You know, with kids, without kids, with multiple kids, with one kid. Like we we come across them all, and. One of the things that I've done that I like to do is 
when asking for pictures, I'll tell a husband, show me one of your favorite pictures of her. Not, doesn't have to be a naughty picture. Show me one of your favorite pictures of her. And they'll, they'll pick out a picture and they'll send it to me. And then I'll say, okay, why is this one of your favorite pictures of her? Because I want to hear how you talk about her. You know, like, I love her sense of humor and she's being really goofy in this picture. You know, like, in other words, give me some insight into not only what type of woman she is, but why you love her. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just meeting her. So I don't have the benefit of having been able to watch her and watch her grow and, and everything. So I'm using you as a shortcut. In other words, point out something to me that maybe I wouldn't notice if you just showed me a random picture. And that's a question that when I pose it to husbands, I get a wide variety of different answers. Like some husbands are very, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, it's almost like, you don't know why this is your favorite picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. But then some husbands, they, they go into very vivid detail about, and it, and, and it could be a very simple picture. It could be like them at the beach or at a cookout and her just sitting at a table and they look at it and they're able to kind of pull back the curtain and give me a perception of her that I wouldn't necessarily have if you would have just gave me a picture and let me make my own interpretation. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I look at a picture of your wife being goofy, it's conceivable that I might be like, okay, wow, this is a goofy picture. <laughs> mm. Like, it doesn't really tell me anything about her person. Like, I don't know the context of the picture. But if you show it to me and then I say, okay, well, why is this one of your favorite pictures? And then you tell me the backstory behind the picture then I may look at it differently. Like, oh, wow, I like that. I mean, I like that she was in this situation and she didn't take herself too seriously and she was self-effacing and she's obviously hot, but yet at the same time, she's not afraid to be playful and, and you know, and whatever. So I'm not saying that to say every guy should do that. I mean, we all utilize our own, you know, techniques and strategies and, and whatnot, but I I find that that's one that, it it lets me know how they see their wife. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That makes sense. No, absolutely, absolutely. So we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna take five real quick. Uh, we will be right back with you. So uh, just just bear with us, and uh, we'll, we'll be back at it. All right, all right, all right. So you know where we left off. So five, four, three. So I I definitely think that's a very interesting take on it. Um, I think that's the beauty about the lifestyle. Every everyone's style is different. Um, for me personally, to me, I'm I'm more of a. I need to see for me to get to know a person. When it comes to a wife, I want to get to know her myself. So, when it comes to the pictures, honestly, I mean this may sound. You know, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. It may sound weird, but like for me, the pictures are first to establish a mutual attraction. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't want to approach her personally. I don't want to approach her with the same take as her husband. You know, the husband... You love your wife, you adore your wife, and you're trying to do something nice for her by bringing a bull into the relationship. But to me, that's where, for me personally, it stops. The, the, my job is to pay attention to her because oftentimes I feel like she's looking for something different from her bull. She doesn't want the same thing he's offering, so I don't want to see her the same way he sees her. The way that I treat her, although, yes, I'm going to make her feel really good. I'm going to elevate her as I'm going to elevate her just as well as her husband will, but it's going to be in a different way. And so 
for me, everything is an up close and personal thing. When it comes to like messaging, like I'm not, I'm not really big on messaging because in messages, emotions can be confused. Mm -hmm. So when I'm sitting in front of you and I'm looking at her and I'm looking at the way she responds to my look, my touch, my tone of voice, I'm able to see his reaction to the way his reaction, her reaction. There's a lot of information that I'm I'm gathering in the middle of the conversation. Being a very di- <clears throat> being a very direct person on text message, oftentimes I it's it's challenging for me because I'm very direct in the message because I can't really read what you're feeling now in person. That's different because I can read your emotions and, you know, now I can actually can, can collect that, that information because now when I'm sitting in front of her, if I'm paying close attention to her, it's just like having sex. If I'm having sex and I'm paying attention to her body, the sound she makes, the way she moves, then I can give her great experience. The same thing when we meet for the first time and I'm talking to her and I'm paying attention to her body language. Then I'm able to have a better conversation and what I feel is a more honest conversation, you know, and I'm also able to offer her something that he can't offer her. And I know that may sound bad, but the fact is I'm there because I'm there to offer something different. Mm hmm. I'm there to offer a different sensation. So when it comes to the husband, I'm going to make sure that I treat your wife the way she wants to be treated by me. Mm -hmm. Because the way she wants to be treated, and you know this from experience, the way she wants to be treated by her cuck and her bull are completely different. Or her stag. Or her stag. I mean, it's not the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, once I have a conversation, establish a mutual attraction, get on the phone and talk to both of you, and then meet you in person, that's why each one of those steps are very important to me because I want to make sure that I'm giving her what she's looking for. You know, and I know everyone's style is different. Everybody does something different. Everybody goes about it a different way. That's why... You know, different different couples are looking for different types of guys. You know, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea because my courting process is often not as long as a lot of other guys' courting process because I kind of have the mentality that, you know, you're married, this is your wife, I'm not necessarily trying to be her boyfriend. Now I know I know a lot of couples and a lot of guys who guys who are looking for a married girlfriend, you know, or wives who are looking for a boyfriend type situation. That's not me. So my courting process and ritual is a little different. You know, I'm one of those people where when I'm with you, I'm gonna give you one hundred percent of my attention. But when I'm not with you, you're not getting 100% of my attention. But I think that oftentimes couples will have a bull who's with them. He may spend lots of time with them, but he's only giving them 40% of their his attention. You know, and in that moment, from the time her and I begin to interact, I want her to feel like she's the only person there. And I think a lot of guys don't have the ability to provide that. So to let people know that we're still talking about the the, the the same thing, what would your advice be for couples to be able to identify when they're dealing with, you know, 
a higher caliber guy? Like what tips would you give them? Like, hey, keep your eyes open for this. Keep your eyes open for that. Like what insight would you give them to help them better identify earlier in the process when they're dealing with that type of guy so that they don't fuck it up? I mean, I I guess I mean I don't I I can't answer the higher caliber. Of, I don't really don't know that. I, the only thing I can say is I know f- for me personally, there's a process to reaching out to me, and like I said, just understand that you're reaching out to a guy, so you understand that I'm visual. Mm-hmm. Also. Speak to me like a person. Hi, how are you? You know. Secondly, if you initiate contact with me, be prepared. Be prepared to. How can I say that? If you initiate contact with me, okay, and you tell me that this is what you're interested in, then, okay, let's do it. Because I hate when a couple reaches out to me on Monday of this month say they're interested and they want to, you know, they would love to meet me. We send pictures for that day. And then four weeks later they reach out. Hey, how's it going? Okay. I don't have a problem with the absence, but if you like, like don't start talking and just stop, just say, Hey, we love to get together soon. We have a lot of stuff going on. It's just a common courtesy of conversation. Now, that's not going to guarantee that you're going to get a good bull because, honestly, there's a lot of guys out there who will talk you up real good, you know, text message, telephone, but then you get in person and they're fucking duds. So can I tell you how to you know where the high, what, how to get the high-quality bull or, or, or stag or manicorn? I can tell you that the first thing you need to do is just make sure that your process starts out very fair and you ask, you're offering what you ask for because he can be perfect on the phone, but then he gets to the house and he can't perform. He's not what they expect. I mean, I think depend upon if we're talking about cut couples, one of the biggest issues that most couples and the cuckold lifestyle have is that a guy claims to be a bull and he gets there and he's really not, he has no experience. You know, he's just a, you know, a manicorn, you know, so I, it's very difficult to say how to find the high caliber one, but I can tell you the things that you can do to make you lose one. (laughs) (laughs) I I can tell you, I can't tell you how to say, okay, it's not a direct recipe to getting a good one, but I can tell you a really good recipe to, to not getting a good one. And, you know, you may look up and, and. You know, catch a guy on the right day at the right time when his dick is hard as a missile and you just send him some dumbass message, you know, you know, hey, my wife wants to meet you without any pictures or any more information or no greeting. And, you know, he's bored with it hard on. He, you know, engages you in conversation and, you know, it works out. But for the most part, you know, anybody who wants if you want me to, to play with your wife, you know. Just offer me what you would want me to offer you. No, I mean, and it's 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 important, you know. Whenever we do these these episodes, we try to enlighten, we try to teach, we try to you know to give knowledge. So I just want to make sure that you know we're saying these things, but at the same time, we're we're giving them the tools to say, hey, we don't, you don't want to do this. But do this instead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like giving them the tools to be able to come at it a different way, come at it a better way, come at it in a way that's going to give them the outcome that they're looking for. And that's why, you know, what we said earlier about the guys that are good guys, and this is something that I've I've noticed and, you know, I've met hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys in this lifestyle and there's a small percentage of those guys that I truly see is like yeah this guy gets it and you know like 
those guys have options. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they like there, there are other couples that recognize that those are good guys. Like they're not waiting for their phone to ring. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we go to like there, there's a difference between the guys that go to parties because they need the parties, and the guys that go to parties just because they want to go to a party. You know what I'm saying? Like if parties cease to exist, or if, again during COVID when people couldn't go to parties, there were a lot of bulls that, or so-called bulls that they suffered. Because they need those parties to meet people, to talk to people, to engage with people. But then there are bulls who, when the party stopped, yeah, they missed a social aspect of it, but it didn't really affect their, because they know how to talk to people. They know how to engage. They, mm-hmm. they, they've got couples referring them to other couples. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I, I always bring it back to this because it's, it's my experience. But, you know, it's like when I was selling cars. You know, there were some salesmen that whenever people walked on the lot, you know, they had to get up and get out of their desk, you know, get away from their desk and go outside and greet the people and shake the hand and try to get the sale. And, and then there were those salesmen that they never had to get up. Like whenever people would come on the lot, you would go approach them and they would tell you, oh, I'm, we're looking for so-and-so, you know, and next thing you know, he's selling a car because he put it in the work. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he took care of that customer and they came back to buy another car several years later and he took care of them. So then when they knew that somebody else was looking for a car, they were, they were speaking for him like, Oh, you should go to this dealership and see this salesman. He'll take care of you. And the guys in this lifestyle that are, that are the good bulls. That's what happens. And it's funny because me and you were talking about this the other day and I get how it can be aggravating, but at the same time, all you can do is smile at it, and that's – it's one thing to have a couple referring you to other couples, but when it's guys, like, yo, you need to talk to my man. Like, let me let me introduce you to my man. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, it's funny because the, the, you almost feel like they're pimping you out, <laughs> but the the part about it that makes you smile is you know that they hold you in high regard and they look at you like yo i know this is a dude that's going he's going to check all your boxes you know what i'm saying he's a he's a good dude he's a quality dude he's a good looking guy he's got a good sense of humor personality you know what i'm saying like i know you're going to be happy if you get the opportunity to play with this guy absolutely you and know, that that now that is so true because I mean, that's how Mrs. Mocha is with, you know, her and her girlfriends. It's like when they're when the guy is a good quality guy, he's got the attitude, he's got the the confidence, he you know, he can fuck. Like they literally refer guys to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and like to me that that is you're right. That is that is a nice feeling. Like when my boys are like, you know, hey, you know, I got this I got this this hot wife coming into town and you know, she wants this particular experience. You know, can you do it? Now, I I only get mad at the fellas when it's like they give my number to some random person, and this person calls me like, "Hey, so and so told me to call you." And I'm like, I don't even know what this person looks like. You know, or no, I don't. So I mean, but I'm the same way with you know with the fellas. Like, if it's if somebody say, "Hey, you, you know any guy who's good?" or "Can you bring a friend?" You know, I call my friend and say, "Hey, this is the person who may be interested." What do you think? And that's because they have a good reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, you know, fucked my wife and she said, oh, yeah, this person's on the referral list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're coming into town? Well, she's got the she's got the guys for you. All right, man. Well, look, on, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and put a pin in this because, like I said, we got Splash Week coming up. We're going to be recording a lot of episodes and – you know, I, w- I want to save some of these gems. So um, I want to thank you for, you know, for doing this. I mean, I want to thank you for inviting me into your home. I mean, we down here chilling in your basement in these soft-ass big leather chairs that you've seen <laughs> on the Old Faces podcast. I don't do video, but I'm sitting in one of those chairs, you know, and, you know, I, I feel like I'm in like an old school bank or something. I love these. I love this. Is how you know I love you because you get to sit in one of the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm definitely going to take it. You know what I'm saying, and 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 I'm appreciative of it. But yeah, there's going to be all kinds of content dropping from Splash, Old Faces content. You know, Keys and Anklets podcast content. You know, bullshit. 
round table, china shop, chocolate covered cherries. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do a lot during Splash. So on that note, I'm gonna say peace. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. Appreciate you coming over. And you know, it's it's a pleasure. I'm glad you I'm glad we're finally doing doing the podcast here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long it's been a long time coming. But I'm here. I mean, I'm in the Mocha's home. I mean, enjoying all their their hospitality and everything. So on that note, I'm going to sign off. This has been Michael C. with the Keys and Anklets podcast. And I'll see you when I see you. Peace.